Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Or free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Eagle Hour. Bob Getty and Dalton Sanford here at the First Bank Studios in Hattiesburg. Luke Johnson will be joining us momentarily at the First Bank Studio over at Laurel Kelly off today. Glad you're with us. We've got a full show. It's a football signing day. We'll be talking about that a little later in the program. Also, uh, Pearl River. Junior College has a new defensive coordinator who is a former Southern Miss great, Ty Trahan. He'll be on the show a little later as well, but we're going to talk basketball first. We're about to be joined by head basketball coach Jay Ladner. Quick reminder, though, opening segment sponsored by Dickey's Barbecue Pit. Proud supporters of the Eagle Hour and Southern Miss basketball. Dickey's uh, cooks great food every day, seven days a week at their restaurants around the state. And right now there's still time, although time is dwindling, for you to put in your Christmas catering order. You can simply call Dickey's. You can order a turkey or ham, or you can order the full Christmas meal. You can sit back this Christmas, relax, and let Dickey's do the cooking. All right, we're going to kick off the show today. Head basketball coach Jay Ladner on the Eagle Hour. Coach, first of all, let me thank you for taking the time. You and your staff have just been so open and, and so available to us on the program, and we and our listeners around the state very much appreciate that. Well, I'm, we're very honored, as always, to be on your show. So thanks for having us. Anytime we have the uh, uh, the ability and the opportunity to uh, talk uh, and preach the Southern Miss basketball gospel we're going to be be there uh, i promise that to dr bennett and i promised it to uh, jeremy mclean uh, uh during the interview process i'd never turned down an opportunity to to speak on behalf of our basketball program at the university and we try to live up to that well, we're grateful for that coach all right coach so i i watch your, your guys this week and you're playing a team that just a few days before had beat the number one ranked team in the country by 13 points played for the national championship last year against virginia and your guys took them right down to the wire. ESPN announcers were just praising the effort and the tenacity of your basketball team the other night. I know even there are no moral victories. I get that. But you had to be really proud of the way your kids played shorthanded against a great program on their home floor, and you take them right down to the final minute of the game. Well, I, I certainly uh, – you know, it's amazing, uh, I guess uh, – uh, how many folks must have been paying attention to that game? And I don't mean just locally. I, I, it's, you would have thought that we won the game, uh, and, and certainly there are no moral victories. We're, we're Southern Miss. We try to build that pride, and we, you know, we expect to win. And disappointed certainly that we didn't. But with that being said, I, I think the national exposure that we were able to get uh, uh, playing that Monday game. I think we were, you know, the, the long game preceding the Saints, you know, in Monday Night Football. And, uh, and, and I have received, uh, I, I can't tell you, uh, certainly in the hundreds of uh, text messages uh, from all over saying, you know, Coach, what a game, should have won, you know, 
uh, pulling for you. Great effort. So, you know, and uh, very humbling to know how many people are following our program, how many people uh, are following Southern Miss basketball. So we're excited about that. Uh, it's certainly uh, you, you mentioned the fact that we were playing uh, we were playing with about three of our top eight players, two, two uh, 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 starters, and certainly one of our top uh, reserves. Um, and, you know, I, I, going into it, you know, we wanted to make sure that, look, we, we're trying to cultivate the, uh, I call the Southern Miss attitude. Uh, you know, you hear it pervasive across, of our, across our athletic program, you know, anyone, anytime, anywhere, uh, going back to the nasty bunch, the real nasty bunch days, and that's no offense to the nasty bunch that they call themselves now on over. Hey, man, defense, coach. But I'm talking, <laughs> I'm talking about the real nasty bunch where, you know, uh, Coach Carmody's group where it, you, my, it, when we, when, when our defense in football came out, you better, you, you better get your jock strap on because they were fixing to lay it to you. And, and we want that same type of attitude, uh, in our basketball program. It doesn't matter who we play. We're going to play a, an attractive national schedule every year. We've certainly done so this year. I think we've played the toughest non-conference schedule in the country up to this point, and and we want to continue to do that because our goal was to be a national power. But I, I thought that, and, and our players are beginning to understand that it doesn't matter who we're playing. That we, it, it, the next person up, we're going to come after you. Uh, I was pleased. I, I disappointed, like I said, that we lost. I thought our players played with a winning effort and played well enough to win. It's over. It's tough to overcome some things on the road. Sometimes I'm not going to get into that too much, but uh, you know, uh, we, you have to you have to be good enough to overcome some of those factors that are beyond your control. If, if you understand what I'm saying, too, sure. but um, uh, that's no excuse. And, and the fact that we had a couple of guys out, never going to make excuses at Southern Miss. We're going to we're going to try to come out there and do the best we can. And we want to be physical. We want to battle. Uh, and play basketball the right way. Now, Coach, I don't need to tell you this, but just for the sake of our listeners around the state, 12 games into the season, and six of those games have been against Iowa State, Gonzaga, Seton Hall, Alabama, Tulane, and Texas Tech. That's a murderer's row, no matter who you're, who you're talking about. But right. what have you learned about your basketball team uh, playing such incredible competition? Well, yeah, you know, and, and, and we could throw in uh, South Alabama, who's picked to win their league. These are supposed right. to be the breathers of that schedule. Uh, <laughs> North Florida, who's picked to win their league. Um, you know, and, and then let's, let's even the non-D ones, Delta State, uh, won their league last year, and, and William Carey's a perennial top in the NBA team and beat, <laughs> right. beat Southern Miss last year. So I don't know who put this schedule together, but uh, <laughs> it certainly wasn't uh, conducive to, the, to our youth, but Anyway, without it being said, we like playing a tough schedule. It, it again, it, it doesn't, it's not, and hasn't produced such a uh, uh, maybe a, a sexy one loss record this particular year. But also, on the other hand, I think with such a, you know, it, it has forced a very, very young and inexperienced team. We have two seniors on our roster. We have two scholarship juniors on our roster. One of which is redshirted. Uh, the rest of our players are freshmen and sophomores, and most of those guys are playing their first Division One basketball this year. And but what that tough schedule has done, it hasn't it hasn't been good for the overall one loss. And some people may just look at that, and if they do, I don't want to say shame on them, but they're not seeing the whole picture. But what it's done is it's forced us to grow up a lot faster than necessarily a a softer schedule would have. And uh, and 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 that's what we want. And and. You know, we certainly are wanting to lay the foundation for great things to come in the future. But by the same token, we want to win now. We're competitive. We want to we we want to win basketball games now. But 
what we're the non-conference for any Division One team is to simply prepare their teams for conference play. Conference USA is a one bid league, meaning that there's going to be the team that wins the conference tournament in Conference USA is going to go to the go to the NCAA tournament, and that it doesn't matter what their one loss record is. Nobody nobody out of the Conference USA uh, is going to get an, uh, an out, and, and maybe it will change in the future. But but I don't foresee this year, especially. And in fact, that I, I will guarantee it at this point because it's, everybody's played at least ten games. There's not another team other than the team that's going to win that conference tournament that's going to go to the NCAA tournament. And our goal is to go to the NCAA tournament this year. Is that a realistic goal? Uh, you know, I don't know. But but I but with our youth and inexperience, who knows? But I know that our schedule to this point has 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 honed us, and, and we're further along now, even with our one loss record, than we would be had we played a softer schedule. Right. Our guys are continuing to fight hard. They're 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 battling. There hasn't been one day that they've come in and go in a woe is me attitude, coach. Why do we have to play these people? Why can't we play somebody maybe with a little bit softer? It's never been that. In fact, we don't want to have that kind of attitude here. We that's not who Southern Miss is. And and again, looking across the history, and I have a, a unique insight on the fact that I grew up here in Hattiesburg and grew up a Southern Miss uh, a diehard fan and. I've seen our, what our teams have been able to do over the years athletically. And I'm very proud to be part of that. And that's what, again, we're trying to cultivate with our basketball team. All right, i got to pass this question along to you. I had a listener ask me a couple of weeks ago with a smile on his face. He said, the next time you talk to Coach Ladner, I want you to ask him if they gave him his contract and had him sign it and then showed him the basketball schedule. <laughs> that is a, that is right. Uh, I didn't have any idea, uh, you know, what it was. I'll, I'll be honest with you, and, I, and I, I'm telling you 100% of the truth. Uh, our interview process was held in New Orleans for the finalists for this job, and I was on my way back to Hammond as I was coaching at Southeastern Louisiana, as most people know at that, that time, and uh, Dr. Bennett called me. And I'll be honest with you, I'm not even sure. I, I, I accepted the position not even really knowing what the job paid, and I certainly didn't know what the schedule was. I may have, re- I may have read some of had I seen the schedule, but I, uh, because when I did get here, the the the, the first couple of days, obviously, and, and they were uh, beginning to uh, transition uh, to our staff, and, and they came in and said, "Coach, this is the schedule set up for next year." I, I literally went, "Oh my gosh, I couldn't believe it!" But. Uh, Anyway, I, you know, there wasn't a lot we could do about it. and, and But, again, it, you could do one of two things. You could make excuses about it and go, well, that is, you know, whatever it is, or you could embrace it. And we've chosen to embrace it. And, uh, I, and I just, you know, you, you, you fast forward to the to Texas Tech game, the reason that we were able to go into Texas Tech and, and, and take the thing to the wire with five of our eight players, uh, and uh, or three of our top eight, I should say, not playing, two starters, is because we have played a tough schedule, and, right. and uh, you know, there's an old country saying, and y'all are Mississippi guys. A man don't know what a man don't know. If you, if our goal is to be a national power, this is my fault. If our goal is to be a national power, how are we going to become a national power if we don't know what it takes to become a national power? And you can't know what it takes to become a national power unless you're playing those teams. Right. Back, we no were fortunate question. back in the in the '80s. Say so what, Coach? Can you hang on? I, I've got a really short break, about a three minute break. Uh, the computer's fixed to take me away, and I'd love to continue the conversation. Is that good? Absolutely. I'll, I'll be absolutely, I'll be waiting to hear back from you. Jay Ladner, head basketball coach, Southern Miss, on the Eagle Hour. We'll continue our conversation with Coach Ladner right after this. 
You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Welcome back to the First Bank Studio in Hattiesburg. Luke now with me at First Bank over in Laurel. We're talking to head basketball coach Jay Ladner. We'll continue that conversation here in just a second. Quickly, though, I want to remind you about Campus Bookmart, our good friends down on Hardy Street. They're loaded up now, right now, with Christmas gift ideas if you've got an eagle on your Christmas list. And if you're listening around the state this afternoon, we presume you must, uh, then you certainly need to go by there. If you're in our area, go by the store on Hardy Street. If you're not, go to campusbookmart.net, and they will deliver your Eagle swag right to your front door. Jay Ladner is a new basketball coach at Southern Miss, and uh, he's with us on the Eagle Hour. And, Coach, I appreciate you hanging on. I want to I want to move now toward uh, the rest of the year. You're going to play Tougaloo this weekend. And, Coach, tell me if I read this right, but after that, when you start conference play, you have back-to-back games with Louisiana Tech? <laughs> That's uh, that you know you're talking about. If I had looked at the schedule, um, and then you know the conference USA, uh, we don't get the conference schedule until much after you know we got our our non-conference schedule was delivered to me, and um, uh, I think they delivered the conference the the regular schedule by armored car. By the way, when yeah, they came yeah. In. <laughs> but anyway, back so it, you know fast forward uh, about uh, two months. Uh, Maybe maybe the first of uh, October that we didn't get until we got the conference schedule, and I saw that and I thought it was a typographical mistake to be honest with you because that's so rare uh, to see that. But yes, the the way the conference schedule uh, was delivered to us, we uh, we we open up with really in Louisiana Tech, obviously, uh, with, especially with Charles Bassey, the Player of the Year, being injured at Western Kentucky. They they're certainly have kind of fast forward up to one of the. Uh, the preseason conference favorite. So we open up back to back there with, uh, with Louisiana tech is very odd. Um, but it, again, there's not anything that we can do about that. It's not the way we would prefer to do it. I don't, I don't think it's the way that Louisiana tech, Louisiana tech oh. would prefer to do it, um, themselves, but it is what it is. And we'll, we're going to, we're going to Southern Miss going to be there and we're going to go play the game. But it, it, you're right. It is. It's a, it's a, it's an anomaly type situation. I've never really seen that. And, uh, but but it is that that's what we're going to do. We're going to play them at home on the thirtieth, and then and at at Ruston on the fourth. And your coaching experience, have you ever seen that before? Uh, no, sir, I have no. not. No. Met, especially in a in a conference schedule. Uh, you know, I, I'm not sure I've seen it in a in a non conference. Uh, sometimes you would get into a situation where you, maybe you were to meet somebody in a like like for instance, we played at Iowa State. Uh, in a in a in a non conference game several weeks ago, and then Iowa State was also in the, our turn the tournament we played in in the Bahamas. So you could see that as it working out in a situation like that, maybe in a tournament, and then you had played somebody in a a, a non conference game as well. Um, that it that possibly could happen, but that would be a rare chance as well. But I've never seen it where uh, you know where the schedule is already dictated for you, and it came out like that. But did the league again, give you any explanation for that, Coach? Uh, no, no, other than <laughs> other than they that's the only that the only when I questioned it, they they and I didn't speak directly to the league office, but mm-hmm. going through athletic administration, they obviously had seen the same thing and agreed it was just that's the way it was going to have to work out this year. Hmm. And uh, so uh, I don't know if it was a computer model problem or, or just the way things fell with holidays. Uh, you know, uh, I, I just don't know. But anyway, it, it is what it is. At least we get the opportunity because 
because if we wouldn't have played Louisiana Tech at home to begin with, we would have opened up with three consecutive road games mm-hmm. uh, at Louisiana Tech, UTEP, and Texas San Antonio, which will all be tough. Tough foes. So I guess the if if we always try to look at the positive side of it, and it's it's things that are beyond our control. At least we get a home game. Uh, to kind of break that uh, right. those first three games on the road up. All right, Coach, uh, Luke has joined us at our studio over in Laurel, so let's get him in on the conversation. Luke, okay. Coach Jay Ladd. Hey, Coach, thanks uh, thanks for hey, being on today. I want to talk specifically about some some players. Uh, Leonard Harper-Baker, you know, for a lot of reasons, practical reasons, last year was really the only big you had, uh, only the big that the Golden Eagles had. Jack Donmey's, uh, you know, resurgence this year, been dealing with some injury stuff, but but Tyler Stevenson has been a nice surprise. He had some big games, and at 6'8", man, he's provided you some height on the court also. Uh, well, and, and mention all three of those guys. You know, when you talk about a big guy, it's stretching it to say Leonard's big. He's about six four, six five, <laughs> but you, but he he has had some. Uh, you know, he's he's the really one of the few players that we have on our team returning that had any Division One experience, and he, and he certainly had he, the way he finished last season for Coach Sadler's group. He was, uh, you know, had some productivity. So, you know, it was certainly someone that we have counted on this year. And, and Leonard has certainly had some great games. I'd love for Leonard to be a little more consistent every day. Um, but, but he's, you know, he, he, he's one of the guys that's, and I, as I told him the other day, he and I had a meeting. I said, Leonard, as you go, we're going to go. We've, we've got to have you. You've got a bunch of young guys and you got to show us the way. Um, uh, obviously, Bobin, uh, and again, from what I understand and, and, from talking to people that were here last year, obviously Coach Weatherspoon's on our Clarence Spoon, as I call him, on our staff. Uh, you know, Bobin Bobin did not play very much last year, and uh, he's he's the only other senior that we have, and uh, got off I think to a, for him a great start and was very productive. And unfortunately, uh, suffered a, a a very severe high ankle sprain against Alabama down the and, and, and He's still still going to be out. We hope to have him back by Louisiana Tech, uh, but he still has a long way to go uh, in terms of his uh, um, uh, recovery. But you know that's our leading score and leading rebounder uh, up up until this point, and uh, it's it's been rough not having his big body out there too. We just don't have him. But, but that fast forward to Tyler Stevenson. Tyler Stevenson is a young man that uh, obviously when I was at Southeastern Louisiana, we because of my Mississippi background, we were recruiting Mississippi heavily there. And he was a young man that we were um, uh, very interested in at Southeastern Louisiana, obviously decided to come to Southern Miss as a, uh, as a walk-on. Well, when we got here and literally after my first day of practice uh, with our new team, uh, it, it, this, you're talking about a great young man, a special young man, uh, easy to coach, very positive attitude. And he he's a high energy, high motor guy. Uh, not not necessarily the the absolute most skilled guy that you 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 coach, but I've, I've never coached anyone that had as has a high energy level and a high motor as he does. And he does exactly what you ask him to do. And he's a great example of a player. Good things come to players that work hard. And he he has just been an incredible surprise. In fact, that first day of practice. We immediately put him on scholarship that that evening because, uh, as y'all probably know, a walk-on can transfer at any time. <laughs> and I, I, right. I was seeing that what we were kind of dealing with, I said, this is a this is a guy that we want to have and that will be a big part of our program. But just the, the energy he plays with, his competitiveness, his, uh, his, his athleticism, I think he, he kind of also embodies what you'll see from our, uh, our teams and the type of athletes we'll put on the floor here in the future. 
That and the, and the reason I ask that is because uh, for the last several years we were gifted with you know Edwards and and a Tyree Griffin at the guard play, and so for Southern Miss fans, man, to have like bigs on the court, and like you said, you know uh, Leonard's out there six four and a half, six five, but for Golden Eagle fans, I mean, we don't have to live and die by the deep ball, and and I think that's been what what people really like about this team and are really confident about going into conference play is that what I see in the stat line, coach, game after game is the points in the paint. And for a Southern Miss basketball fan, that's really important to see this year. Well, it's uh, I, I'm uh, probably a little more from the old school. We're going to play the hand that's dealt us, and obviously we, I think uh, you, you uh, uh, coaches, we're going we're gonna to put the ball in people's hands that, that where they can, the players that we have that can do the most damage. If there's a, when you go into battle, if you got a BB gun in the cannon, you certainly want to fire your cannon more often. And uh, and and but I'm also a believer in getting the basketball inside. If we get the, and whether whether that be by dribble penetration or passing the ball inside, because so many good things can happen with it. One, it's a higher percentage shot. Uh, generally, uh, you get a chance to get to the foul line more often, and you have an opportunity for to get some of their big players in foul trouble by doing that. You don't that doesn't happen by just staying on the perimeter. So uh, we like a good balance on our team anyway, but but we certainly have an emphasis, and and obviously you could talk to our players to back that up, but certainly have an emphasis to throwing the basketball inside. And I think that's one of the reasons that you're seeing Bobin, Drain, and and Stevenson. And it won't be long you'll begin to see Hunter Dean, a freshman. Uh, He played 27 minutes due to our injury situation the other night at, um, at, uh, at, at Texas Tech. You'll, you'll see those guys uh, continuing to, to put up good numbers. And, and then we're starting also to have that balance with Gabe Watson starting to come into his own a little bit. With Davia Strange recovering from a early season shooting front slump, he's beginning to, to shoot the basketball with more confidence. And uh, obviously Artur Kanatsuk, who's out, is, is a player that's demonstrated already that he can shoot it. So our our, our future, I think, uh, is very bright. It's certainly encouraging uh, as 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 we move forward into conference play, Coach Ladner, great conversation. We sure thank you for your time. We mean that very sincerely. I uh, hope you have a great s- Saturday afternoon, and then uh, go enjoy the holidays. And thank you again, sir, for being on the show. <laughs> thank y'all. Very honored, and appreciate what y'all do for for university uh, in general uh, and our athletic program in particular. And I always. Always honored to be on if y'all are willing to have me. Thank you, sir, very much. Jay Ladner, head basketball coach at Southern Miss. What a breath of fresh air to have a coach uh, like that on campus, and we are really excited about the future of Southern Miss basketball. All right, a former Southern Miss real live nasty bunch guy is next on the Eagle Hour. Stay with us. to the top. Appreciate Jay Ladner, head men's basketball coach for the University of Southern Mississippi, for joining us in those first 
two segments and to get our basketball fix on Golden Eagles in action this Saturday against Tougaloo for their final non-conference game and then begin with back-to-back games against Louisiana Tech starting December the 30th. Eagle Hour today, Luke, Bob, and Dalton from the First Bank Studios in Hattiesburg and beautiful downtown Laurel. Third segment of the Eagle Hour brought to us every day by 4th Street Bar and Grill located just in the shadow of the rock on 4th Street in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. We'll be open on Christmas evening. So be sure to check out Facebook for all their daily specials and uh, holiday events. Well, Pearl River Community College gets a new defensive coordinator. And if you heard Coach Ladner uh, talk about the uh, nasty bunch, referring uh, several years ago to the nasty bunch, uh, this new defensive coordinator was on the nasty bunch. Ty Trahan was a linebacker for the Golden Eagles from 1996 to 1999. Ty, probably uh, some of the best defenses in the history of the entire football program. How's uh, how's your day going, sir? Oh, it's going great. Going great. Now, I got a bone to pick with you because I'm a West Jones Mustang, and a couple weeks ago you were the defensive coordinator at Picayune, and man, you took it to us in so so. So I just wanted to get that out of the way. But congrats on a great season for the Picayune Maroon Tide. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, it sure was, you know, rewarding, and I was, I was proud of our kids. They, they, they did a good job all season. <laughs> Now you're from a you're down from around the Pearl River area, and then you made the uh, the march up up to Hattiesburg. But I was uh, I was just reading uh, you were two time All Conference, and I was reading to Bob over the break. Um, 1998 All Conference first uh, team: uh, Sherrod Gideon, Henry McClendon, Derek Nix, T.J. Slaughter, Adelius Thomas, Ty Trahan. Hmm. Ty, that that is an unbelievable amount of talent that you played with and that that you did also at your career. Do you ever think back and just realize how loaded those teams were? Oh, right now. I mean, I'm smiling right now just you you saying those names and tell everybody all the time. Not only was it tremendous athletes that that Coach Bauer had assembled, but just tremendous human beings. It was by far, you know, the four of the best years of my life. So uh, you you make the move. You're at uh, you're at Pearl River uh, now, man, and and uh, congratulations on that. Our Kelly Sander, who's the voice of uh, Pearl River, he's out today. But um, we 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 thought this might be happening uh, because of the Dodd Lee connection there. But man, congrats on that. And uh, I mean, your vision uh, for the Pearl River defense going forward. Thank you. I'm excited. I mean, I'm excited for the opportunity. I think we got a lot of things, good things going on. Um, you know, uh, my my vision is is the same vision as as anybody's would be. I mean, we're we're going to get after it. We're going to try to get kids in here that that fit us and and, and fit what we're looking for, and you know, scheme wise and and, and and personalities and things like that. I'm just so excited for the opportunity. I mean, I, I feel like Coach Smith has put together a, a tremendous staff, um, and just just. Two weeks or so I've been here. I mean, we worked so well together. I think that, that's going to go a long way into our success and just ready to get after it. Hey, Ty, we appreciate you being on the Eagle Hour. We talked to the basketball coach, Jay Ladner, in the first part of the show, and he made a reference very dear to my heart. He said, with all due respect to the teams of today, he referenced back to the real nasty bunch. You were part of the real nasty bunch. And I, I'm reading your bio uh, at Pearl River, 
And I want to recite a couple things. You said your kids have to be ready to turn it loose and do whatever's needed to be done. Effort covers up a lot. You can't take it lightly. It has to be a fanatical effort. That sounds like the nasty bunch to me. Oh, no doubt. I mean, yeah, not only were we you know, very successful and, and just unbelievable talent with, with, with people like T.J. Slaughter and Adelius Thomas and Quincy Scott and Seth Scott. I mean, the, the list goes on and on and on. But those guys, you know, John Thompson and, and Dave Womack and Joe Robb and, and Tyrone Nix, they got it out of us every day. And, and, and it wasn't a deal to where, I mean, we practiced the way we played. I mean, we went out there with an enthusiasm and a passion for the game. And it showed, uh, you know, when we played on Saturday. So, it, you know, all that, you know, practice makes perfect, all that stuff. Yeah, you got to practice it. You got to practice that way. You got to live that way. And uh, that's what we plan on bringing here to uh, to the river. You know, I can remember back in those days, too, when, when you guys would come on the field, the Southern Miss crowd would come to its feet. That's when the excitement level would just notch up when the defense was on the field. Kind of put it in perspective. What was it like to be a part of that? Oh, it was it was it was such a great honor. I mean, just to to see the fans and, and how excited they would get. And, and again, it's a tribute to Coach Bauer because you know what he did back then. You know, he didn't always get the guys who uh, you know. Hey, this guy's a linebacker. You know, I went there to play quarterback. I played quarterback for two weeks there. Um, he, he went and he got uh, players that that could come in and make plays. And it just all worked out that we meshed, you know, so well together. And um, just a special, special group of guys and just a special, special time in my life. T.J. Slaughter, as, as nasty and mean as his aura was? T.J. Slaughter signifies what the Nasty Bunch is all about. He, right. he when, when you think nasty... It's T.J. Slaughter. Uh, you know, I was like T.J. Slaughter's little brother. I mean, he took up for me. I mean, there, there were times where I would get in some scuffles, and i like, it's okay, T.J. You know, I can take care of myself. You know, he'd he, he come to my rescue. So, uh, T.J. Slaughter is by far what, what, like I say, what Nasty Punch is all about. Was it better to be T.J. Slaughter's little brother or T.J. Slaughter's adversary? I think that's an nah, obvious question. I wouldn't question. want to be his adversary. I was glad that <laughs> me and him were really close and he was my little brother. <laughs> I was his little brother. Well, I'll bet. <laughs> Go ahead, Ty, is, is it hard in, in, in college climate today? You were talking about, um, you know, how the players that we got. I mean, it's really hard now for an Adelius Thomas, a guy who may be an inch shorter than, than what he should or what, what people are looking for. It's hard for those guys to slip through the cracks and, and fall, you know, to, to Southern Miss. I mean, do you, do you feel that's the way because you're involved in, in, in recruiting? I mean, it just seems like some of those gems that turned into to diamonds, uh, you know, while you were there and while I was there. And even before, it's harder to get those guys now. Yeah, I mean, I, it is. Uh, yeah, and like I said, I, I've only been recruiting for two weeks, so I buy, I'm, I'm by far no expert. But I mean, as far as what what I look for, I mean, I, obviously, you you want guys that have the size, the size and the speed, and all that. But I mean, the tape don't lie. I mean, if you turn the tape on and a, and a kid's making plays. You know, especially against a, a high level of high school competition, um, you know, a lot of times those those things are, are, are to me, and I say I, I, that's just me. But 
you know, mean a lot more than, hey, this guy's this big or this guy's this fast. I mean, if he's making plays, he's making plays. I think playmaking ability is something that, you know, you just can't coach. You either got it or you don't. Yeah, you you made a lot of those plays, and and the the four years you were there is really one of the strongest four year strings that was in, in the history of of Southern Miss football. Think about the '96 team, literally one inch short because of Brandon Francis. Uh, you know, '97 the Liberty Bowl, '98, and then '99. Uh, what was the maybe the the best game or the best experience on the field you had? And there's so many in those four years. Yeah, gosh, there's so many. Um... You know, I think as far as team-wise, kind of what we did again, and it, it actually we didn't win, but I thought it was a kind of a neat experience with, with what we did to Nebraska over there in '98. <clears throat> the way we kind of shut them down, like I said, we didn't win, but it was kind of neat. Their crowd gave us a standing ovation as we walked off the field. I thought that was, you know, a really neat, neat situation and neat deal there, and then. You know, the Liberty Bowls were always great. You know, going and playing in those games, playing Pittsburgh and Colorado State, and just knowing that you you played, you know, that season and, and you went and went ahead and finished the deal uh, at the end of the season with a, with a bowl victory. Those were always, you know, big games and, and ones that stick out in my mind. Well, look, Ty, we appreciate you coming on the Eagle Hour. Congratulations uh, on your new position. And uh, we'll look forward to having you back on the show as uh, football season uh, hits the field again next year. I know you're excited about it. Yes, sir. I sure am. Thank you all for everything you do. All right. Ty Trahan, everybody, one of the great linebackers in Southern Miss football history. And I don't know, Luke, every time we get these guys on from those Liberty Bowl teams, it just floods me with memories of just how good the Southern Miss football program was in those days. Really a, a national top 20 program. You can go on YouTube, and I would encourage Southern Miss fans to do it. And, and the 1997 Liberty Bowl, the ESPN broadcast, is on YouTube. And early in that game, you see John Thompson on the sideline running around. You see Womack in the background. And what you see pre-snap is Ty, uh, Latrell Pollard, uh, AD, TJ, those guys. They, were just, they would prowl around pre-snap. And, you know, Pittsburgh had this Pete Gonzalez. He was supposed to be the next biggest thing. He didn't have an answer. And we were coming. John and and Dave and the defensive coordinator, they were sending them from every single direction. And it should be, you know, you go back and you look at that. And uh, one of the things you remember about Ty Trahan, he had that big horse collar. Man, he'd hit you. And then most of you know, sometimes they'd hit him so hard, then they'd help him up and be nice. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Not often, but sometimes. Uh, Great, 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 great times. No question about it. All right. Eagle Hour continues. Stay with us. To the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Appreciate Ty Trahan dropping in to uh, 
Talk to us, the new defensive coordinator at Pearl River Community College. I, I didn't do my little Jones chant to him, uh, Bob. Probably good I didn't uh, do He's that. He's a pretty but tough guy. Always like to see he is a tough guy. Yeah, I probably will leave it on. Uh, but pr- appreciate him stopping by. I appreciate also Jay Ladner uh, stopping by. Luke, Bob, and Dalton from the First Bank Studios in Hattiesburg and beautiful downtown Laurel. Golden Eagles, it is the early signing day period begins today. Uh, really today, tomorrow, and Friday, Golden Eagles have signed 12 today. This is, uh, from the very beginning of it, a, a JUCO-heavy class. Golden Eagles are uh, looking to sign between 16 to 18, maybe 19, maybe 20 uh, scholarships, and, and it's a little less this year just because of how the scholarships work from year to year. But uh, here's your breakdown right now of the 12 signs so far, 10 junior college, 2 high school, are expecting more high school uh, players to sign. Probably all the JUCOs uh, will have, have come in or maybe a few more to that. But here's your breakdown, Bob. Five offense, seven defense. On the offensive side, Three wide receivers, one offensive lineman, one running back. On uh, the defensive side, one linebacker, three defensive backs, and three uh, defensive linemen. Um, some of the uh, the guys we've been telling you about, uh, especially two of them, have signed. Antoine Robinson, a 6'1", 200-pound wide receiver from Colin Community College. He was the player that Buster Faulkner and Scotty Walden were tweeting about the other day. Uh, he has signed. And then yesterday, the big flip we told you about, Jason Brownlee, 6'3", 190, from East Mississippi Community College. Uh, he led East Mississippi this year in uh, in receiving. He has signed. Also, a, a big running back, uh, Don Ragsdale, the number five uh, JUCO running back nationally, 5'10", 205. He's originally from Pisgah, but comes from Hines. He has signed. And then uh, Brandon Hayes, a freshman wide receiver from Oak Grove High School, 6'2", 188. Um, he has signed. So it is a JUCO-heavy class, but you got to be excited um, by some of these pieces um, that you see. And, and pretty pretty even, five offense, seven defense. Any word on the Gore kid? He's going to announce tomorrow at his high school. Hopefully that will be before we go on air um, tomorrow. But it is between Florida Atlantic and Southern Miss. So Southern Miss remains in the running for uh, Frank Gore's son. Yep. I got yep. you. I got you. So a big day for a lot of kids, you know. That I guess it's the day it a lot is. of them dream of, you know, just to play, to play big time college football, and uh, we welcome them all to the Golden Eagle family. Uh, and a lot of these guys, according to ESPN, are three stars. A guy that uh, we should should keep in mind. Also, this is a good looking kid, Michael. Please, he's a he's a safety linebacker. He's the the li- he's a linebacker off the uh, statistics I just gave you. But he's from Tallahassee, six three two ten. Um, had an opportunity to play at some schools in Florida. A uh, good looking kid. Uh, a few more of uh, of some some kids that that look really good. Defensive line, a. Uh, Kid from East Mississippi coming back home. He played at Oak Grove. Austin Todd, 6'5", 310, defensive lineman. Um, so like some of that, that beef up up there. Got a kid from uh, Minnesota coming in who played at Iowa Western Community College and uh, also have uh, a few kids from inside the state of Mississippi coming to Hattiesburg. Well, always open to uh, head coach uh, Jay Hobson coming on the show and talking about his program if he'd like to. And, uh, you know, that that's up to him, but the uh, invitation stays open. All right, well, we're, we're getting close, uh, Luke. To Christmas, you got any last-minute Christmas thoughts that are swirling through your head? 
Um, it's going to be for the Johnson family. Lauren has to work on Christmas Day at, at the hospital. Um, so we we have like the five days of Christmas, six days of Christmas. I don't think there's going to be five golden rings that are given out, but yeah, we're we're going to basically celebrate for about five days. Um, I will take a partridge in a pear tree. Would you? Um, yeah. you know, someone actually Bob did did the actual um, numbers. And and I can't remember exactly what they are, but there's a there's an article online. If you took the 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 twelve days of Christmas and you added up what it would cost to like rent, you know, maids to milk your cows and mm-hmm. lords to leap at your party, and the most expensive thing was the five golden rings, but it was like something astronomical the amount of money it would take to pull off the twelve days of Christmas. Well, I'll tell you what I'm looking forward to. I had an early Christmas with my twenty year old grandson, and he brought his girlfriend and wanted money. And now we're going to have Christmas with our baby grandchildren, who are three and nine, who still believe in Santa Claus. So, uh, of course, everyone understands there is a Santa Claus, but. Uh, we're excited about that because that always brings a little spark of magic uh, into Christmas Day is when Santa has come to visit you as opposed to, uh, you know, the grandson, the girlfriend, and uh, how much money am I getting, you know? <laughs> a, a partridge in a pear tree would cost $210.17. So I think you're better off going to Campus Bookmark and, and getting me something. If yeah. you were to buy everything on the list – $38,993. Now, if you repeat it, like how you mm. sing the song, mm-hmm. so every time you sing it, you have to buy another partridge in a pear tree. Where do you get $170,300. Where do you get this information? Um, this this was done by somebody online, the PNC Christmas Price Index. And real Good quick, stuff. what is the most expensive gift on the list? Seven swans of swimming, $13,125. What did you say, Esquire? I said, geez. Clarify there before we were talking. Uh, Just kidding. That wraps up the Eagle Hour. We'll be back tomorrow at 1 o'clock. Until then, Southern Miss. To the top. Time keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping into the future. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.